0: Welcome to The Maker and the Merchant with Fergus Elias and Lee Isaacs. Hello, and welcome to that podcast that just won't end. It's me, Fergus Elias, and joining me, of course, as ever, is uh, Lee Isaacs, who'll be talking to us extensively about his flavors of Spain tasting that he went to well, in 2021. Uh, Lee. Uh, do you want to start with that straight away lee lee (laughs) Ah. sorry
1: i'm supposed to be quiet but now i've ruined it unfortunately
0: lee uh has left the building he's left the hotel uh no one knows where he is but luckily i am joined by a significantly better podcaster than either of us combined (laughs) um and someone with way more followers way more interest than us um but Yanina Doyle, podcaster drum roll, extraordinaire. Please. Drum roll, please.
1: Does that sound like a drum roll? I mean, whatever the hell you've done, your whole video has disappeared. So, I mean, I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't back, challenge back, yourself. I'll back I'll back
1: I mean, don't challenge yourself with sound effects.
0: Can you hear me? Am <laughs> I, I here? Hear you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would it be better if you weren't here?
0: Uh, Probably. Uh, It usually is. Um, Janina, thanks so much for coming on our our little podcast. Much appreciated.
1: So, no, no, thanks for having me. My question is now, am I a co-host or am I a guest? Like, what is my role today? I
0: think today, today, Scylla, you are (laughs) a co-host.
1: Damn it, Um, I don't want to be a co-host. That means I have too much responsibility. (laughs) You can be a guest if you want.
0: Well, you see, see Jack was Jack was a co-host when I went on my little Portuguese sojourn, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and we called him we called him a co-host. Lee is on his Oxford sojourn at the moment, so you can be a co-host or you can be a guest, um, whichever you prefer.
1: I'll, I'll be both. I'll be both.
0: Both. Okay.
1: So, so as co-host today, I just want to say um, the two of us are really happy for everybody listening, and uh, we're thanking you in advance for what could be the best podcast that has ever been put out there, or possibly the worst. So do bear with us; it will be an experience nonetheless.
0: It's a bit like that tenacious D song, you know, tribute, where they're like, "This no, is not no, no,
1: the greatest I- song in the world." a kind of i maybe i i don't know if yeah, i you, do see, remember you that. see you see you
0: do get the cultural references
1: mm, i said you were not allowed to bring pop culture whilst Lee is not right, here fine. i told you I, fine. you know as okay. i go as fast as as spanish words cuz of my learning yoga and then wine
0: ah tengo una tortuga aranja. naranja naranja
1: what wait, wait hang on tengo yeah. i have una yeah.
0: a yeah tortuga
1: like a, a okay, like a turtle
0: yeah Naranja,
1: an naran- naranja, an orange. Yeah,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I have, I have, an, have an orange, orange
1: turtle. turtle. Well, actually, oh yeah, actually, it could be. Actually, it could be. It, to be honest, it's not like I'm an advanced level. I'm getting there. Although you really, you could turn that into vino naranja, as in you know, like an orange wine thing. That you could use that for. Actually, considering this is supposed to be a little bit of a wine related podcast, as an Oh.
0: Uh, I'm not sure you get the zeitgeist here. Uh, oh. We only I'm have sorry, one, said... one listener. It's my mum. She'll be oh, thrilled hi. to hear that I'm using my, that I'm using my Spanish.
1: Hi, mum. Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Buenos tardes. <laughs> uh. Actually, no, actually, I suppose. Well, Spanish time, I mean, really, it's buenos noches now. I mean, it is eight o'clock in the evening. So but, uh, but it depends ooh, what time our listener I... is listening. Precisely. Well, buenos días, buenas tardes, y buenas noches a todo el mundo. Okay. I How think we've long got a... is a
0: piece of string?
1: Um, ooh, possibly too long for the people listening.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. No, listen. So, come on. You're in charge. You actually... I am Go in on. charge,
0: and this is this is this is the problem because if I'm left in charge, things don't really work out. Like we have a four minute introduction where we basically talk about. Um, Spanish stuff. Anyway, Flavours of Spain tasting, <laughs> Lee went to, um, neither of us went to, so we can't review that for yet another week, but well, you never know.
1: I mean, Ooh, I can you tell you what, no, You're I there. wasn't there, but oh, I can say Spanish stuff like, did you know that Spanish is the most planted, you know, country under vine? However it's actually in third well unless it's changed because of course you know obviously year after year but a few years ago i a few years ago i checked the statistics and they were in third place in terms of production i don't know if you want to argue with me so what but...
0: what causes that oh well
1: that's funny in... <laughs> that's funny you ask that <laughs> Um, that would probably be the older vines that Spain. I vines? Yeah, because I asked you to ask me about that. That's funny. But I yeah, actually fantastic. Didn't say... So,
0: what we're going to do, though, we're going to park that. <laughs> okay, we're
1: going to park Because I, I,
0: I want to come back to that. But what okay. I really want to do is start with uh, getting a little bit under the skin of Yanino Doyle. Um, well, what, that, that's
1: actually a negative, but all right, fine. Don't get under my skin. But, well, yeah, I might no, hang up. I,
0: okay. But then it's. But that, but, but, it's fun.
1: <laughs> sure thing. Yes. Um, Ask, what so, would you like to know, Ferg?
0: Tell me about your first experience in wine.
1: Well, I'll tell you not the necessarily the first experience in wine, which was but, simply but, I but I asked for that. Okay. The first experience in wine <laughs> was probably I drank some Blossom Hill rose rose yes. the white zinfandel anyway or mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't the white zinfandel I think it might have been the darker one the grenache one anyway does it really matter but it was nope. the first wine I was like oh yummy and that's mm-hmm. actually my journey into wine and I was in search of the good stuff the pink stuff I yeah, yeah. was highly disappointed every time I would go to a restaurant with my mum and dad. So they'd be like, oh, our daughter's posh now. She like, you know, yeah, she's sophisticated. She likes wine. So they'd be like, darling, would you like a glass of wine? Because, you know, you actually have, you know, some, you know, knowledge about wine now. Uh, and I say, yeah, 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 I want some rosé. And so they bring me the rosé, but it would always be too dry and too meh because it was actually genuinely probably potentially decent rosé, <laughs> but I didn't know that oh. at the time. And, Would this um, be
0: the great David A. Doyle?
1: Yes. And by the way, he will listen to this. He will listen to this episode because he is a dedicated My goodness. father. goodness. <laughs> I- <laughs>
0: I think you'll become listener number four to the pod. Uh this well, is very exciting news.
1: You know, <laughs> David, congratulations, welcome. Daddy. Exactly. Welcome into the room. <laughs> um so yeah, we, so they were we, very we have mugs. <laughs> yeah, but no, so they were they were very pleased. They're very happy. And then very very So how old
0: would you have been? Is this like seventeen, eighteen or
1: uh, no, uh twenty, twenty one early, oh, right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was definitely 17, 18. I was on the Alka Pop still. You know, the VK Apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, VK yeah, Apples today. Yeah, they were good. With, and the WKD Blues. Yep. Which, by we used the way. Oh. Yeah, tell me.
0: Yeah, go on. You first. I
1: was in Barcelona last week and my friends mm-hmm. went to the corner shop because it was Pride Parade, which was lots of fun. And they came mm-hmm. out. And they had Smirnoff ices. I was like, I, I think I might have been a bit rude. I apologize to the four listeners that we have listening if I offend you, but I was a bit like, oh my god, like really are you are you still seventeen? I didn't know mm-hmm. that was a drink that anyone but seventeen year olds drunk. I, I mean, here I am. I learned that that mm. actual genuine adults in their fifties still drink uh, Smirnoff ice. I didn't even know it was still being made.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I last put down a Smirnoff ice probably. Ten years ago, now it, it it feels like a thing of that. <laughs> what
1: what food pairing? What food pairing would you go um, with a Smirnoff
0: ice? <laughs> in Liverpool, a Smirnoff ice is served with four shots of vodka. Um, it's called the wow. quadvod. You'd you'd go to Slater's Bar, you get a right. quadvod. So they'd give you um, a pint glass with nothing mm. in, mm-hmm. two double shots, and then a bottle of vk because it was liverpool like smirnoff ice was a bit too expensive
1: the vk the Um, vk brand was the knockoff but was the knockoff version Mm, and mm, and then
0: and then uh, and the 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 story always was and i've never known if it's true or not the story always was they weren't allowed to mix it so we always had to make it (laughs) ourselves so you had to pour the shots in and then pour the vk over the top of that probably because it's
1: incredibly alcoholic
0: Oh my god it was outrageously <laughs> alcoholic and that was that was that was a warm up um, so yeah no my 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 past with smolnovis and and, and alco pops a bit of a blur best left <laughs>
1: yeah, i think it's a blur for in everybody a cupboard. anyway thank god that we got onto wine so yeah i mean yeah. move forward a so, few years from from the vk apples and such like and mm-hmm. the vk blues and after i had put what was ch- Too many glasses of dry rosé into my mouth. Eventually, my palate adapted, and my palate changed. My palate changed, and I was like, "Oh, oh, the wine's quite nice." And here, would you say
0: you had a road to Damascus moment? Was there a wine where you're like, "I get it now"?
1: Um. Do you know what? There were several wines that just, but not necessarily that I get it now. I was working in Goodman restaurants uh, mm-hmm. in Mayfair. And so they would like, right, okay, learn about the wines by the glass. So we were, were tasting them. And there were two wines that stuck out for me, which is very, very funny because it all comes. I like things that go round in a circle. You might like this. It was a Vigna Leda uh, Pinot Noir. Which, for mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't know, that's a Chilean wine from a cool coastal region. Surprisingly, called Leda. They were very responsible for Whoa. the development of that region. I mean, great name. They go Vinia Leda. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, this is and you know that New World style it has the real concentration of fruit, but really fresh and light. And then in comparison, when I was tasting the wines by the glass, there was a Australian wine from um, John Deval, the winemaker who, uh, it was called John Deval Wines, and it was, the wine was called Plexus, and it was a GSM blend, Grenache, Syrah, Mauvetra blend, and it was, you know, luscious and and plummy and dark-fruited and had that kind of sweetness that often comes with wines from the Brosser Valley, and they were so contrasting, and they were so delicious, and so both of them, and of course, and they are affordable wines, they're not mega, mega wines, and I love both of them. And so that's – and I couldn't understand why both of these red wines tasted so different. So it was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, though that moment. So I had that yeah, moment. Yeah. The funniest. And then, of course, as you as you know, but not perhaps our four listeners, or three because my dad knows, um, that <laughs> I ended up eventually working for Ventisguero Wine Estates in Chile for eight years, who I absolutely adore. And they had a lot of wines in Leda cool climate region. So, you know, all that connection with Chile. And John Deval himself was one of the winemakers for the top, top wines in Chile. So I love the fact that basically the first winemaker I ever learned about and Mm. the first wine region that I was like, wow, I really like in Chile. The two of them came together to be the winery that I ended up working for. And when I met John Deval, I met him uh, after, what, hang on, what? In Bordeaux, what wine event is in Bordeaux? The is that yearly...
0: the, the on premier tasting, the big, the big one. No, where all...
1: that's because it's, it's not. Well, was Vin Expo ever in Bordeaux? Anyway, it oh, doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: no. Was, I, yeah, no. I went to Vin Expo this year. It was in Bordeaux uh, yeah. last year. It was in Bordeaux.
1: It wasn't Bordeaux. Was okay, it Vin Expo? fine. No.
0: It was Vinexpo. Well, no,
1: because uh, I don't know, because I isn't Vinexpo now in Paris? Anyway, I don't know whether it was Finexpo Vinexpo
0: is in Paris. You're right. Let me, let, while so you what? keep talking, I'll look up You're going to look it up.
1: It's funny, because yeah. I've had a bit of a brain freeze. But anyway, the big trade event was there, and John Deval came down, and I remember I met him. We had a boat on the river... Going down. And it was actually a I'm not a celebrity lover. I've met a lot of celebrities mm. in Goodman restaurant, Ooh. like Dustin Hoffman, you know, um, like, oh, I don't know. Oh, Emma Bunton from The Spice Girls. She was lovely. Oh, that must have
0: been quite cool. She, she she strikes me as being lovely.
1: She came in with she was her one of her besties. What's his name? That lemon guy, the one that had that ridiculous Keith Lemon. Keith lemon. She came in with oh, Keith Lemon. He's a Lemon. bit
0: of a twat, isn't he? Though
1: he is, but he was a little less twatty than on the telly, but not much less. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, I, I've seen, I've met celebrities, I've served celebrities, and for me, I'm a bit like, well, you're just a person. And I had a proper celebrity crush on John Deval and it was all like, oh my god, hi! Like, you know, you don't really understand about my wine <laughs> I'm, journey, I'm you, you know? <laughs> yeah, please like me, and we ended up going and having beers afterwards in the like venti airbnb'd rented house afterwards and i'm sat on a sun lounger looking out towards the river going this is cool i'm drinking a beer with john deval it was nice nice That's story cool well nice story yeah. for me i'm not
0: sure about anyone else I listening mean, no i like it so did you find uh, out
1: so, did you wait did you find out what it's called in bordeaux uh
0: no Just, irritatingly nothing's popping up in my emails and I'm, i have I,
1: a feeling it i have a feeling it was Vinexpo, expo and that they changed location or something anyway
0: Stop. I don't know. It was there. It was there last year.
1: Um, no, but this is. I mean, we are talking back six years or so. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't think anyone it cares. It really doesn't. No, it's a. It's a big fine. trade wine fair. <laughs> lots of wine and it's lots in, of people. And it's, in Bordeaux, it's in Bordeaux,
0: which is a great city to visit. Oh highly recommend. And I've got. to
1: no, no, totally. And I was going to say as well. Anybody who's going to Bordeaux, like you, just have to go to Saint-Emilion. You can't, mm-hmm. like, anything else you do is up to you. But if you miss Saint-Emilion, you've missed the whole essence and the beauty of Bordeaux. Because actually, ironically, the left bank where you get your great, you know, you know Chateau Margaux and all of these first growths and the things that everyone talks about, it's actually kind of on flat land. It's not actually, they've got the impressive chateaus, of course, but in terms of landscaping, the left bank is not hmm. something that's that exciting, but Santa Million with its tiny little cobbled steep, like the village with the, with all the vines surrounding it, everything is quaint. And also don't wear flip-flops. Do not wear sandals or flip-flops, as I learned going out for dinner, because there are parts oh, that are no so, you and didn't. it's like shiny, slippery stones.
0: Oh, nina has gone.
1: Oh, I'm back. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Oh, you're
0: back. Yeah, but you
1: your signal yeah your signal went a little yeah your your signal went a little bit funny then as well. So who knows?
0: Is it me or you? Well, maybe it's me. Don't know. Um, amazing. Right. So so yeah, no. Uh, go to Bordeaux. That's that's the that's the outcome of that chat. Um, so how? That's the so How did? <laughs> that's the message we've gone from, gone for. So how did you go from um, talking about those 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 wines and the GSM and and how did you get from there? to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, which Ooh. up until I started TMNTM, TM, which is obviously my one true love, um, was my favourite of all the wine podcasts. Um, how, how? What's the pathway? <laughs> where, where did you go and how did you get there?
1: So I... Told you I was fascinated. Oh, wine is different. I think, I, you know, when you figure out that each wine, and even if you like a wine, then you taste it the next year. And very often, unless it's a commercialized five pound wine, which is made to taste the same no matter what, you're like, oh, this is a little bit fresher. Oh, this is a little bit darker fruit this year. So mm. I went on that journey. And so I study, started studying my WSET, so my Wine Spirit Education Trust exams. Um, I did my level two with Goodman's, they paid. Then level three, they were like, no, nah, we're not going to pay just in case you fail. So I'll <laughs> screw you. And I paid it myself. And I'd done my level three. And then I just found it absolutely fascinating and started this career as a sommelier. And so I went over to Beast Restaurant, which was part of the Goodman Group. And at that point, it was like Norwegian King Crab and USDA Steaks. And there was like a 600 bin wine list. Wait, 600? Maybe it's a 300 being I think it might have been 300. So sorry, half that. But you know what? Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. There were lots of wines. There were wines up to Mm -hmm. 6,000 pounds. That's why my digits are getting mixed up. And we had, you know, it was Russian owned. And then the owners would come in and they would be like oh, you need to get more expensive wine. And we'd have Chateau Latour. We'd have, you know, we'd have Mouton Rothschild. We'd have wines that were 3,000, 4,000 pound a bottle. But they'd be like, Yanina, we need, sorry for any Russians listening. Yanina, we need more expensive wine. Like, okay, I will That's get more Russian. expensive. <laughs> and so it was great fun. So I was, I was very lucky that on Monday night, I was opening up, Harlem Estate, so really expensive Californian yeah. cult wines. I was opening up Penfolds Grange, wow. the you know, the wine that probably put Australia on the map for super, super premium. So I was opening up these very expensive wines all the time and, of course, tasting them because as a smellier, you need to actually genuinely check that the wine is okay and appropriate for them. So I was doing that and then, yeah, did my WSET uh, level four, so the Diploma. And then when I finished, ooh, high roller, ooh, 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 yeah. Do I remember it now? No, I mean obviously every day is a school day, so there's always something more you're learning about. But I then was selling the Pangea and the Vertice, which are two of the John Deval wines made in Chile with Ventiscaero Wine Estates. And during this time in this really nice restaurant beast, these were my go-to wines to surprise guests who would normally go French. So I would always be showcasing okay. these these wines. They would be like, oh, my God. First of all, they'd always be like, oh, no, I don't want to spend that money on chili, you know, thinking that chili doesn't make premium wines. And I'd be like, look, I'll open mm-hmm. it up if you don't like it. I will drink it myself and <laughs> you can pick something else. And so when that position became available with Ventisguero Wine Estates, which was as a brand ambassador, I jumped at that, got that job, did that for eight years, but during that time, well, or seven years, again, I'm quite clearly just making up numbers now. But during that time, <laughs> does it matter? I was like, look, I love working for one winery. I love the nitty gritty of being able to drill down winemakers you might understand that feeling. I do it to you regularly. I love yes. to ask questions very. and <laughs> it's very annoying. But anyway, during that time I was like I need to do more. I need to do different things. And so I created eat sleep wine repeat, which started did not start as a podcast funny enough. It started as a Uh, idea of doing wine events and wine education which yeah 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 which I still do now so I moonlight when things come up and I will do hen parties or I might get invited to host a wine dinner to look after a wine region and actually talk about that to influencers and communicators and then I just loved the idea of doing the doing a podcast. And so a sommelier yeah. that I was selling Ventisquero to, to, he also wanted to do a podcast. So we started our very first podcast together and it was called Unfiltered. And the idea of unfiltered was, it was unfiltered as in the wine is unfiltered, but the conversation was supposed to be unfiltered as well. So we had this idea that we were going to get really quite, honest and frank and open and like nothing off limits. But we were asking guests like, hey come on the podcast and you know <laughs> tell us about your most ridiculous sexual experience and then they were all like yeah no not gonna do that we we're like yeah okay so <laughs> unfiltered will just have to be about wine didn't we were like yeah it'd be so fun it'd be something really you know everyone will want to hear about <laughs> wine no and,
0: idea <laughs>
1: and criminality like tell us about like the last thing you robbed and you know and nobody wanted to yeah. tell their secrets so anyway so we did this podcast it Yeah, it was. And um, yeah, it was. But you know what? uh, It was a bit messy. And um, we would just do it in restaurants. There'd be noise. We'd get random. We'd get our friends on and it was all good fun. But it it just, um, it was what it was. And then um, he decided he needed to not do it anymore. And said, do you want to carry on? And I said, yeah, I do. And then I was like, Right. I'm changing it. I'm rebranding it because it will be just me. I will not have a co-host. I'm going to call it Eat, Sleep, by Repeat. And then, naturally, it turns out when you it's just you, and I got really focused and really dedicated, changed the whole hmm. plan, made a system, and actually, it's worked. And people do actually listen to it. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's lovely. I mean,
0: hats off to you. I mean, it is. How many episodes have you done now? Approximately.
1: Um, uh, well, I'm on 140, I think, well, by the way, everybody listening, I'm taking a break for summer, but my latest episode, the last one that is left there hanging for you, the hanging fruit is with Fergus Elias. So we are talking English wine and that's your episode. The last episode, I think that's 147.
0: Bloody hell, 147. And you've done all of that on your Todd.
1: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, mate, I, I think so. I think. Do you know what? I think I, if I go back to ep- before thirty episodes, that might count. the unfiltered episodes, which are still there, I never deleted them because I like the idea. Even though I might be a bit cringy for me, like, mm. oh no, I don't want to listen to it. But it's like that's the development, and there's still content in there, and there's still things that people can learn, and all that kind of stuff. So it's there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I reckon maybe 20 something episodes are actually unfiltered, but then the rest are entirely me. So, yes, I just finished season three. So it will be season
0: four starting in September. That's that's fantastic. And how do you find it? I mean, I know full well that I couldn't do this without a Lee or a you um, (laughs) as a. As a, as a foil because frankly no one wants to hear me speak for an hour and a half
1: yeah but i'm but i am getting guests on almost every episode True. so there's like three guests and i'll split that into two episodes so it ends up being basically six episodes of me mm-hmm. chatting with other people and as much as it might be hard to believe i don't talk all the time i let the guests talk Quite a lot.
0: Are you sure?
1: <laughs> yes, I do, because when I do the transcript, it tells me the percentage. <laughs> so yes, they talk more than oh, really? me. Mm-hmm. But when and then I, I do an episode of just me. And then that's where I can be like, do you know what? I want to get into the nitty-gritty of some something, whether it be a wine region or a wine style, or a, and then I'll be like, boom, and I'll just knock something out. Because some people, when they give me feedback, they actually really like the the individual episodes where <laughs> I just I just get on with something because if it's me chatting with somebody, it's basically them talking and me laughing nonstop because that's just something mm-hmm. that I do. Whereas <laughs> if I'm just talking and I'm recording an episode, it's actually quite a it's a mellow, calm, non laughy episode with lots of wine facts in them. So some people prefer the episodes with nice. guests. So it just, just to mix it up and you know, a little bit of something for everyone, hopefully. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, uh, you briefly alluded to uh, old vines. Um, I
1: did. I like them. Do
0: you hold a particular opinion on them? They're good. <laughs> nice. This is, this is good content. This is, the, this is the sort of shit people come for.
1: I Old vines actually- are good. I did actually the one of those episodes where, again, just geeked out and just said everything I wanted to say about old vines on an episode uh, recently because I went to Campania with the old vine conference. Oh, yeah, and nice. It just really opened up my eyes. I have all, okay, so my opinion, interpretation, whatever you want to say of old vines before was okay, generally, old vines produce less fruit therefore more concentrated a lot of the time not always and therefore can produce some pretty nice tasty concentrated interesting wines full stop good that you know which is good Mm -hmm. so old vines are good but when you go on what we did we were in torazzi we were tasting a lot of uh, the wines of Campania in general um I was just blown away by actually the history of these vines, but also the idea that they are using like the genetic DNA, looking at it all in labs and they're using that and replanting and believing they're explaining how this material actually can give us answers, you know, how to handle drought. Like the hmm. issue they are predicting in Italy, because obviously I went to Italy, that by 2050, places like Sicily are just going to be desert. Puya down in the south is going to be desert. So it's like there is the, that if something doesn't change, like what the hell? So that's really not
0: that long. Not at to go, all. It either just, is it?
1: Very, well, it's funny, isn't it? Because here we are, I mean, us in Britain, and we're having this most crappy weather at the moment, crappy summer. But, you know, the whole of Europe is in this crazy heat wave or whatever, you know, and it's that hmm. seems to be the norm now, doesn't it? So it's just fascinating when you go, well, hang on a minute. First of all, when you look at Old Vines, there's the nostalgia, like just anyway, in general, I just love walking down amazing ancient forests and going, wow, if the trees could talk, it's the same thing with the vines. But they can be used to start looking and trying to deal with the problems and pests and diseases that are coming up now with global warming, plus the fact that actually when I did this amazing old vine tasting of about 12 Mm. different wines, there was... There was this beautiful mid palate concentration of all the wines. There was this minerality, beautiful yeah. bright flavors, and it, it was it was consistent across everything. And you're like, right, you know, there is something that old vines so are giving you in terms of quality, in terms of flavor, um, and so and yeah, and of course they're more resistant. We know as vines get older, the roots go deeper; they are able to withstand so much more. So I just I think that they're only really starting to explore so much now with our understanding of what we can do in labs there's going to be even more that they they can tell us and they can probably help us with and of course with grafting and all this kind of stuff it's just brilliant I just think it's um so yeah I like them they are good
0: nice are there any particular old vine wines what you would recommend
1: oh my god well to be honest I was there, so I actually well off the top of my head, I recommended in that podcast Ridge, so from uh California, oh, California. It, 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 I can't remember the annoyingly, I can't remember the actual wine specifically. Uh, mm. is one of their Zinfandels, and oh my god, that was my favorite of the tasting. And Catena Zapata in Argentina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. they've got some really old vines like 90 100 year old vines and it, one of their malbecs oh my god it again it's um oh uh, it, the argentino it's called argentino mm-hmm. oh my god and actually the whole bottle is, is is phenomenal it showcases the story of how malbec actually came from france to argentina so the bottle looks beautiful the wine is insanely good and by the yeah. way for anybody who cares about this argentino wine catena zapata just won best vineyard of the year this year just just now like as in last week in spain talking of which so that's linking to all things that lee should be talking about and we all know that lee is like literally the the walking talking bible knowledge dictionary reference book of argentina so he would be able Mm -hmm. to say so much but yeah catena zapata massive fans i have a lot of love for them so yeah, yeah lee also
0: uh lee also particularly loves rosé um i just thought i'd get that in there um, don't we all
1: don't we yeah, all I love rosé lee
0: he particularly likes a malbec rosé oh a um, malbec
1: rosé okay yeah, you we know this huge
0: fan huge oh, fan right. yeah i just haven't
1: actually I get drunk that, that. i haven't drunk that much malbec rosé cuz actually just Quite don't rare. see it well no. uh, yeah actually and i'll be honest i don't remember the last time i had a rosé from argentina
0: mm. he so, also loves pinotage
1: i love pinotage i really? massively love pinotage One, oh my god yes i am it's just a, a tire fire you are uneducated. You're an uneducated bumpkin. That's what you are. You are. No, I'm sorry. I challenge you to just, I mean, if you had...
0: Look, if you want to go out and buy some really delicious penisage to prove me wrong, I'm fine oh, with that. Oh, so
1: I have to spend the money, do I?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, I'll just sit here and be like, penisage tastes like, tastes like burning burning rubber.
1: So I just know that is such a 1990s, <laughs> you know, feedback. It was tar. It was like banana skills, skins. It was nail varnish remover. Yep. It was bubble gum, and they used to teach you that in the WSETs. No, like that, the, Did and they, they, really? they got, yeah. That was kind of like that's the. And then the problem is though they, they've got rid of it now. That you yeah. could taste some pinotage and it was super light. And then you could taste some pinotage and it was really full bodied. And then you're like, what the hell is this? But yeah. you've got to remember that the history of pinotage goes back really only seventy odd years. Um Cannon mm-hmm. Cop is one of the like the people that they've got the old they've got the well, old they only, they've got the oldest pinotage wines.
0: Well, they only turned fifty this week.
1: Well, yes, but they had been planting oh. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they oh, just they're just amazing. Oh, they do. Oh my god, they do an amazing pinotage rosé.
0: Do they though?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. And you know what? I would buy yeah. that one for you because it's oh, like, yeah. oh my god, I was tasting it and I was like, yeah. the richness, the the creaminess. That, I mean, it was so. Powerful but fruity and dry. It's Mm -hmm. a dry rosé, and it was like it's like eleven pound fifty a bottle, twelve pound a bottle. I'm like, right, that it is so good. Uh, You can get it from Frontier Fine Wines online. I was, I was, I, I've, I went to see Canon Cop in January when I was in South Africa. I've tasted all of their reds, but never tasted their rosé. So when I tasted it recently, I was actually, and you know, I was tasting it there and then, and I was so blown away because I was so excited by it because I just didn't assume it could be that good for for what it is of course mm-hmm. and um and it's so affordable but no pinotage is generally the all the good pinotage is medium to full-bodied it has like chalky tannins it has this sweet and sour note it's always a mix of like black and red fruits you know it might have something like asian spice or soy or balsamic you know it just it's the ultimate barbecue wine
0: so, sorry oh, did you oh. say balsamic like vinegar yeah
1: yeah, like, like the sweet, like the sweet. High,
0: super high VA then, like sort of territory. Is that, oh is that you're my God. At? So it tastes you're nice just when so it's so annoying.
1: No, it do- they doesn't. You're just, oh, I <laughs> no, no, I will wait I... for you to drink some pinotage next time and come and, come and tell me. Um, but there's so yeah, many, yeah. there's so many phenomenal producers. I can actually, I can probably list some for you if you need me to you don't really do we turn, need some
0: we we well not especially but what i'll do is I'll, I'll ask lee who allegedly is going to edit this i say allegedly i hope he's going to edit this um, <laughs> i'll ask him to put some like elevator music in at this point okay there um and that, then <laughs> and then once that ends you'll yeah. come in with your list
1: Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Well, I mean, okay. But, I mean, I've already told you that peanut... T- I'm just looking. I'm trying to find some of my favourites that I've tasted recently. Sorry.
0: Obviously. So are, you, are you saying you're struggling to find a peanut size that you liked?
1: No. So, right. L'Avenir is... L'Avenir, as in L... I should shut up. I'm not even... No, I'm not even going to laugh back because you're being rude to one of my favourite grapes. Yeah, I put it up there. Yep. You know why favourite? Really? Because Because um, most... No, that's not fair because I don't really have a favourite but I get really excited by it and I think I get excited by it because it's not a grape that people credit as highly as I think <laughs> it needs to be so, so La, yeah L'Avenir is in apostrophe Avenir. they they mm-hmm. are one of the originals and their pinotage their single block it has this perfume there's a, a, a brightness and a lightness to them I love them and of course I've already mentioned um, Canon Cop you can get some uh, really good uh, beers Kloof, that's really fantastic um, What else? Uh, uh, uh. I'm trying to find ones that I, there's lots of great ones but I want to talk about the ones that I've tasted uh, I mean, if we're, we're not even going to edit this so everyone's going to be like sat around going why are we waiting Yeah, seriously, for like, this?
0: hurry up you Nina
1: yeah, um, Well, you know, I can't you can't rush perfection, do you know what I mean?
0: Uh, I don't know, I think you can
1: can you I mean we could talk mm-hmm. about something that you prefer to talk about, considering shall we considering shall we, shall like
0: we it. take it along yeah here yeah, we go to our next section
1: what's the which, next section uh,
0: well, it depends what day of the week it is, but this week, I think it is what's in your glass or as Ooh. I like to refer to it as this week your Nina has mostly been drinking. <laughs>
1: Which she actually, well, actually, she has because mm-hmm. it is a, this week. Today is a Monday.
0: <laughs> today is a Monday.
1: Apart from <laughs> drinking a, a beautiful glass of Balfour Brut Rosé for lunch, that was a nice treat. Oh, what a Monday very good, good choice. <laughs> it was a very good choice. I really enjoyed Was it, it. a
0: 2018?
1: It was a 2018, of course. It's yes, in good shape, so. isn't it? Oh, my God. It, honestly, it is. Like, anybody who hasn't mm. tried it, it's elegant, it's pure. I just loved it. It was really – and it was just nice because also, as well, the weather's not great. And so, you know, it was just fresh and light. It was it was what I needed. So, But this – so what mm-hmm. I've mostly been drinking this week is Murnat de Noc, which you gave me at the winery.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: And I know nothing about <laughs> it. But I do appreciate that you've given me a Spanish wine. Because I'm drinking a lot of Albarino. So if you asked me what I was drinking last week, I'd be talking to you about Albarino. This week, Mm -hmm. um, or at least now, this wine, it's by Bodega Nock. Bodega's Nock. Do you know anything about Bodega's Nock?
0: Uh, no I know absolutely nothing about this wine other than it was in my magical mystical case that came from decanter you know when people you have a friend who works at decanter at the wine awards and they get the opportunity to buy a case for 90 quid or something ridiculous at the end. I did
1: not know that's a thing that's amazing. Yeah that's
0: a thing so if you work at the decanter wine awards um, you get the opportunity to buy a case of wine at the end of it but well, actually I think it's like five or six. And it's mm-hmm. honestly the cheapest 12 bottles of wine you'll ever buy. And some nice. of it may not be especially good. Um, you know, my case legitimately had a bottle of BBR 2017. So Balfour Brut Rose 2017 oh my God. was sent back to me.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's kind of almost a bit disappointing because you're like, of all the wines I was, that I can have.
0: <laughs> I was like, I can have this myself. Um, but yeah, so um, that was one of one of my bottles uh, that was sent to me uh, from a case about two years back uh, from a decanter tasting, which is why it's got well, those weird QR codes on.
1: Yes, well, the actual wine so is called Mernat, and it is a Cabernet Sauvignon blend with some Petit Verdot, some Syrah, and Tempranillo, and it's from Vina de These are great
0: varietals.
1: Absolutely, I like it, and actually, it works. It really works. Um, And it's from Vino de la Tierra de Castilla. So basically Castilla La Mancha. So we're talking probably 40 miles south of Madrid. I mean, basically all in the middle, the big lump in the middle of Spain where it's really freaking hot, which is funny because, yeah, it's super continental now. You've got none of the Atlantic breezes from the north helping you. The Mediterranean's too far away. It is just continental. It is hot, and I, of course, as you know, actually have been drinking. Well, first of all, I told you last week I was drinking Albarino, super fresh, super light. Of course, we work for an English winery, so I'm getting really, really used to drinking 12% alcohol or 11.5% alcohol. And it's funny. <laughs> I've just opened this up and I smelt it. I'm like, oh, it's monstrous. Like, it just (laughs) smells like alcohol, but in a really delicious Mediterranean, juicy way. Um, And Mm -hmm. it is 14%, but actually, it's a powerhouse. What I love about this winery. Is there labeling? Apart from that, it's actually quite a cool label. And funny enough, it, you're looking at this bottle right now. Do you think mm. that is like, that is kind of like old vines? Do you think they're actually trying to showcase old vines on the label? It's a weird, I think, it's an I think, M yeah, shape. Wait, yeah, it could
0: be. Could, it, yeah, but it could be an M shaped vine.
1: Yeah, but I still think, yeah, I think it's a vine, but they it look could, a bit Yeah, okay, more- you're right. But they look a bit more gnarly, but I have to say, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I like the bottle design, um, but nice. I like more that they give you loads of information on the bottle. So now you see, it says, that is
0: why this bottle has been sat in my desk or near my desk for so long because it is. It's such a clever back. Yeah. I love those sorts of back labels. Sorry, you go ahead. No, um, I was going to ask.
1: I was going to ask you what you think as a winemaker who actually has some control probably in what happens with labelling of his own wine what you think cuz mm. i love this de- mm-hmm. okay so moving on from that no but i have you met it, jack <laughs> the marketing department god you know but you know it's nice because it says well, uva seleccionada de viñedos propios so it comes from their own grapes it comes from a night harvest it's 12 months in oak and the oak is french oak it There's 42,000 bottles made. It's telling you you should serve it between 15 to 17 degrees, which I really appreciate because the amount mm, of people mm-hmm. who do drink wine but think that room temperature for red wine is literally leave it on the side. And if we're going through a heat wave, you can still drink it. It's like no. um So I love that's that what they're happened. saying well, 15. That's
0: the thing. Room temperature was room temperature in the Middle Ages, which is when there wasn't a heat. <laughs> hell of a lot cooler than it is now
1: precisely precisely and actually hmm oh you know i don't even have to give a tasting note it's telling me that it's bright cherry red color mm, yeah it is uh, okay yeah oh, wait yeah it's definitely i mean ruby oh yeah i mean that it's yeah. ruby it is yeah and it is thanks. Bright. No. yeah you're happy the,
0: with that in the light it, in the light it looks a bit darker but that you no know.
1: no um Intense fruit aromas spicy with smoky notes well, it is it's getting quite leathery, and also, I might note this is a two thousand and seventeen, so actually it's quite a treat mm-hmm. and Castilla la Mancha is not really known for you know you get some that's the place where you get really good value it doesn't right. you know it's not like Rioja Priora Ribera del Duero where you're getting your reds where you're like, yes, you know good vintage let's age this you know this is what six years old I don't know mm-hmm. the price of it we're not we're just sorry everyone i don't know maybe we can google it and see if we can find. Where you can buy it, but um, I can't imagine it being super super expensive. But yeah, really like smoked black fruits, plums. It's now getting leathery, it's got that sweet leather thing. Um, and then it says structured, meaty, balanced. Yeah, it is it is meaty. It's like Mediterranean meaty. I feel like you know, it's kind of got a, like a like yeah, a lamb yeah. steak, and you've thrown loads of herbs on it and, and you've barbecued it on the grill, but yeah, uh balanced, elegant, and long finished. Yeah, yeah. I mean, elegant? I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to go I with mean, it's, elegant.
0: it's sound. It's sounding a bit more powerful than elegant. From literally mm. everything you've said.
1: Yeah, but it's big and it's juicy. But when I say big, it's big in fruit flavour. It's still kind of actually like medium plus. And there's a good enough matricility. The tannins are really, really juicy and like sweet tannins as well. So mm. yeah, I love it. It's like nice. It's actually. It's a really interesting wine. Yeah, I'm actually sat And it's also approachable to as a red wine. I've been sipping this as we've been talking. And actually, I typically like to have wine with food. And yeah, this is fine. This is actually genuinely easy drinking without food, even though it's got a certain structure around it. So it'll be really good with, you know, grippy with some meats and stuff. But no, it's a good balance. Yeah. Thumbs up. What are nice. you drinking? Are we allowed to? Or do you have any more questions about this blend? Uh, I don't know. I have I can't no answer. more
0: questions, but... My glass is empty now, uh, but I that's know. fine. What I was know. in it? Um, it was quite nice chardonnay. Can um, we talk
1: about your wine glass for a second, please?
0: Yeah, we can talk about my wine glass because, because this is a podcast a s- which is goes out audio. Uh, so I'm showing you my wine glass, and of course, yeah. the listener the listener can see this.
1: No, they don't need to see this, but I want you to talk about it because it's a sexy wine glass, and I can tell it that that is sexy a sexy re- wine glass. 100% I have a, mm-hmm. what's the is this the um the guy who is a family member of Zalto who's gone out and created a new set of wine glasses am I am I guessing right or is this a different brand
0: this is a Riedel
1: what there's a Riedel glass yeah.
0: this <gasps> well, is the Riedel wine wings
1: wing champagne one. glass okay and okay.
0: it is quite possibly well I mean it's it's Not necessarily the most beautiful glass in the world. It's slightly phallic. Um, And it's a little (laughs) bit... It's actually wildly inappropriate in shape and quite ugly. But...
1: I don't know. I don't think it is ugly. I think it's got some quite rounded hips.
0: I mean, it does have rounded hips.
1: Yeah, but Um, all things come in different shapes and sizes. And to be fair, if you think about it, like... That's quite an eye-catching glass. I just, that's a really, that I, I've not used glass. that wine glass. But I, and it's annoying because there's this new wine glass that everyone's talking about that looks similar to that. <laughs> and again, off the top of my head, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but it's the guy, a guy who's part of the Zalto family who has. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So again, will we it, need to try and look at it snap if
0: the... you look at it or, you know, disintegrate oh, if oh, you look at it? Like most just about likely. every Zalto ever made.
1: Yeah, I have a Zalto glass that is literally super glued together. The the stem has a cork in the middle Amazing. of it, so I can still use it. It's kind of funny, and I keep it because I actually can use it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. After yeah. spending £40 I mean, pounds on a Zalto glass, I was like, I didn't break the bowl, so I can actually still use it as a wine glass. So, yeah, the, <laughs> um, the stem is super glued with cork.
0: Oh, I mean, dear. I managed That's... to keep uh, Jance's Robinson glass. You know those ones that she yes. made? i managed to keep yeah. i managed keep one of those going for nearly a year and a half before Beth and break it in the dishwasher.
1: Um, <sighs> oh no! And you're still going to marry her? So... Oish. Oish.
0: Oish!
1: Oish! Can I bring can, can I bring a wine section into this? Am I allowed to bring yeah. a new you can, topic?
0: You can, you can you can you can bring a topic. This is an open book session.
1: This is okay. So what I want to bring to this conversation is whether your four listeners know, I would hope your mother knows. Um, <laughs> you're getting married. Yay. Like, Yay. Mom, surprise. <laughs> Yay, but you're getting married. Which makes... <laughs> it makes me super happy that you're getting married. Yay, congratulations. You know that, because love, I love love. So, not you're going to get married. So, uh, my question to you is wedding wines. Oh, People love asking one. me about wedding wines because if you think about it we'd all love to you and i would like to drink something super delicious super premium but you've got to purchase a whole load of wine that a load of people who you do love but are not going to appreciate the wine are going to be drinking so you want them to drink well you know they're going to expect something decent but you know like what are, what are you going to serve them
0: yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, oh no, no, no keep going it sounded like there was more to that question or or are you done no, nah, oh, you're done. You're done. I'm done. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I feel like the expectation levels are quite high on mm. wedding wine. Uh, it's that classic thing of, I, and I'm sure you get it whenever you go out for dinner with friends, because I work in the wine industry, the wine list gets passed to me. The fact of the matter is, if the wine list isn't a list of English wines, I'm probably the last person you want to select it, oh, because no. I'll just go, well that, <laughs> well, that looks expensive, so we'll choose that. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> that's not quite the way you're supposed to do it
0: I know um so yeah no I, I am feeling the weight of expectation a little bit on that front um so I have started to toy with ideas on what I want um,
1: interesting okay for... so what what have your thoughts been
0: thus far um I think I'd like blanc de blanc for my toast a blanc, I, uh... just
1: a blanc de blanc in general
0: uh, no, Blanc de Blanc, Balfour, 2018,
1: oh. in Magnum. Okay, but right, which is a great choice because it is amazing. Mm-hmm. But let's imagine as well, if everyone can go English and you're getting married in England, oh my God, yes, you should get the Balfour Blanc de Blanc. But let's imagine that they're like, in no, Magnum. I've put, yeah, in, in Magnum. All sparkling <laughs> wine should be in Magnum, if it could be in Magnum. But yes, anyway, <laughs> say they they can't or they, you know, because again, we're talking about, value and they're like i want to save myself as much money and i'm not going to spend it where where would they where would you reckon where do you think you would go for a blanc to blanc if it wasn't a Balfour
0: blanc to blanc oh i'd um i'd probably go to Balfour and get the to <laughs> in, in magnum I, I don't know i know i know what you're driving at and value is really important and actually if you're paying for a hundred and However many, I mean, our guest list at the moment looks obscene. I think we're at about 188 and it's like, fuck, we can't possibly. 188.
1: <laughs> or... Oh, some of those people are getting cut. Sorry, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you don't listen to the podcast, you're not getting. <laughs> dad, great, dad, it's that so means everything.
1: you can come. My dad can come. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> There'll be four people at
0: my wedding. It's brilliant. Trust
1: <laughs> Bethan. Um, oh, yeah. Well, she definitely needs to come. You know, yeah,
0: she doesn't work she, without she, her. <laughs> I guess so. Um, mm. So okay, well, all right. So I'm not allowed to buy it. I, it has to be well. I I guess then you're looking at Cremons, aren't you? And you're going ah, okay. See, well, I
1: would, I'd go Cap Classique. Would you? Ah, no, I
0: do, yeah. I do it, love, I do love a bit of Cap Cap Classique. Which is your favourite? Who's well, your you to producer?
1: To be fair, there are many, but I have to mm-hmm. say, Graham Beck is definitely up there. Like, and yeah. their Blanc de Blanc yeah. is pretty solid. It's pretty,
0: it's pretty sexy, isn't it? It's a good, it it's is a good wine, though. that.
1: You know, have I you mean... Had, yeah.
0: Have you tried Leloud as well?
1: Oh, I went to their tasting room. They have this beautiful I'm orangery. Right. This is yeah, in Franchuk everybody. It's I've super posh. There. So you can imagine it. I turned up about 20 minutes before they're about to shut. And they were all like, hmm, okay, you can sit and do a toasting. So I asked for just the standard two glasses because I was obviously like, I knew that I was, we had time was um, of the essence. And I nearly finished my glasses and then by accident smashed one of them. I just I got a bit too excited and knocked it down. <laughs> and oh, and they, they, they looked at me and they weren't even nice about it. And she was like, it's fine. It is fine. And then not only did she come and clear away the one I broke, she took away the other wine glass that still had was oh, like no. one sip. But I was a bit like yeah, okay, um, can I pay? She's like, yes. And then I left with my head between my <laughs> legs, but, or my tail between my legs. Um, but the wines, they are phenomenal, but I don't, I, I've never seen them in the UK, to be honest, but they no, are so no, I, good. They are they so are good. Super You're delicious. One, but they are also as well, in general, I think for pricing, if you compare them to something like the Graham Beck wines, where Graham Beck starts, you are, take Lude. Is is a whole other level. It's different. Yeah, and then, you're
0: pushing into like cheap champagne. Well, and quite expensive mm, champagne I don't even actually. know.
1: I'm not sure the price, but uh, I mean, it is it is quite up there. And But it's the, the, I've never tasted a South African sparkling wine that tastes like Leloude because there is something so chalky, so mineral, mm-hmm. like much more linear and savoury. It's very, it's actually the closest thing to champagne that I've tasted out of South Africa. Yeah. Interestingly,
0: uh, yeah. the loot is £35 in the UK.
1: Wow. So, but that, okay, but they obviously, that's, that's their, their non-vintage. And
0: we, yeah, and we were talking about Blanc de Blanc, and you're right, we should all be tasting Graham Beck because they are fabulously well-made wines. Yeah, yeah. At a very reasonable price.
1: But that's um, obviously, if you can't afford Balfour Blanc de Blanc in magnum format... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do it, but I'm I'm doing it. I'll, you can I will steal a, few. Find a way. You can
1: Still a few. Um, so then, okay, so I might that's have your to pay spark. Yeah, mm, gets in the way. So that's your sparkling, <laughs> and then yep. are you going to have a red, white, and a rosé, or just red and red and white?
0: Uh, I'm actually i'm gonna I'm gonna hedge and go quite big on rosé and white. Love and that. Then okay, li- okay. Have a little bit of white, a uh, little bit of red, and obviously rosé. I'm going to have Lynette's. Um, okay,
1: of course. Of because course. it's
0: tasting really good at the moment, it, and I'll probably mm-hmm. put some in magnum, which is what people keep asking me to do. Um, yes, and I keep saying no, but I'll do it for my own wedding. Because, <laughs> 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 well, I hope you bake this too much. Is how it works? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but no, I so I, I our weddings early summer. We're probably looking for like an outdoorsy vibe. I really like the idea of there just being ice buckets full of still rose just kicking around everywhere. Mm. And people can just dig in. Um so I think I really like that. And then I'll probably get some Chardonnay. Um and then, you know, if we're doing if we're doing alternatives yeah. Chardonnay, Macon Village.
1: Okay, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean I-, I might to be honest though. <sighs> I would um, maybe want to love, take my love affair to Chile and um. Go oh, Chile, get,
0: Chile are great, actually. You know, get uh, a Casablanca
1: ones. Chardonnay mm-hmm. or something like that. Or even yeah, if yeah, I could, nice. if I am spending a little bit more money, go Elki would be a little bit more sophisticated, perhaps, and things like that. But I, yeah, no, 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 I think, but at the end of the day, if you're going for, Fran- well, ah, no, nah, I want, don't know if I told you, I want Beaujolais Blanc. I said to you I Beaujolais I, I,
0: blanc. Yeah you were going to talk about this. I was what going to talk is about Beaujolais blanc. Tell me nope. all about Beaujolais blanc.
1: Beaujolais blanc my friend is 100% Chardonnay. Actually it's it's amazing because it's a uh, you know everyone talks about Gamay the red yeah. grape variety which is literally the majority that comes out of Beaujolais. I mean there's less than 3 million bottles being made of Beau- Beaujolais blanc. Of the 3,000, you know, wineries, growers, vineyards, whatever you going to call it, there's only 600 vineyards that are planted with Chardonnay. Not only Chardonnay, that have some Chardonnay.
0: That have any Chardonnay whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so it's really, it's quite, it, it's quite niche, but Beaujolais is where where Beaujolais starts in terms of the Chardonnay plantings because it the Chardonnay kind of stops as you go further down, is where mm. Macon ends. So the end of Burgundy is the beginning of Beaujolais. and actually there's a whole blurry mishmash. And so oh, really? actually you could name Beaujolais Blanc, but it also could be a Macon, Macon village, even Saint-Véran, even puy There's a whole like area really? where it kind of the whole thing merges. Well, if you've got Macon village, or you could say Saint-Véran, you're probably going to go with a, a Burgundy title on your label rather than Beaujolais Blanc. So, but that gives people an idea of the quality. And with anything, when you don't have something that's so famous it tends to be better value obviously obviously there's lots of other factors but Beaujolais Blanc you can get some really fantastic Beaujolais and they'll be maybe from 13 pounds up to 20 pounds and you'd be so so satisfied so I think there's And it's obviously retail price, but yeah, so 13 Mm. to 15 pounds, you can get some really nice stuff. So yeah, that's just, um, if people haven't tried Beaujolais Blanc, and it is in the UK, I mean, just search it and see, you know, what online retailers doing it. But no, I'm a big fan of that. And I think you get some, and of course it's nice and ripe, we're getting warmer yeah. as we get down to Beaujolais. So, so yes, yeah, so that's a place. I was going nice to say, place.
0: yeah, you're in, you're in warmer, warmer climes down there. So that's that, yeah, exciting stuff. And also,
1: stuff. I would say as well, I'll tell you what, really, if I if I wasn't getting the Nanette's Rose in Magnum format, mm-hmm. like we've said, obviously I'd go somewhere probably down to the Doc Roussillon region. I would absolutely bypass nice. Provence because you're not going to get the best value of Provence. The point? You, but you're going to get something yeah. super similar in the Doc, And I have to say, Gerard Bertrand does some amazing rosés. And he does a, the Coats de Roses in Majestic for like £10 a bottle. And have you seen the bottle at the bottom? It's like uh, it is a rose. The glass has been completely moulded into a rose it's one of the most intricate ridiculous amazing glass bottles for for rose. i don't know like the bottle itself must be worth five that sounds amazing <laughs> it's actually it's, so again yeah, if you no, like,
0: you're bloody price of glass
1: glass right precisely but it's super fancy looking not only does the juice taste actually pretty good uh and gerard bertrand obviously is a legend mm. down in the south of france And if anyone's ever met him, he's so intimidating because he's like six foot 11. No, I don't know. I think he's probably six foot four. He's super tall. He's an ex-rugby player. So a little bit, just a semi-famous. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, but he, but he's a serious winemaker now and all into biodynamics, massive, yeah. massive into biodynamics. He's written a book on biodynamics, actually, but no, it's really interesting. Anyway, so interesting. that comes to rose again because it looks so fancy in the bottle as well. That's a cool wedding wine. What about your yeah, red? Yeah, that's
0: not a bad shout. Um, Red. I'm not sure. I I, I was thinking of Beaujolais Village, although that, again, oh, I, the problem is mm-hmm. I have quite expensive tastes or, you know, Luke's Pinot Noir. I have to remain brand loyal.
1: <laughs> uh, you are being brand loyal. <laughs> and actually, it, 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 from my side, if I was the winemaker, I think it actually makes sense definitely to have your own wines. But, yeah, I mean, if oh, would you? OK, so you would want a lighter red, would you?
0: I think I would because I'm thinking, I, I don't, we don't know, we haven't nailed down menu yet, but the talk, the talk is, you know, it's late spring, early summer, you know, mm. you're into spring, you're in spring lamb territory. I kind of, I kind of, I've kind of got a vision of where I want the menu to go. And in my head it's lighter and it's not a big lump of beef and some roast potatoes. It's, yeah you know, it's, lamb maybe salads and things like that and couscous would be nice or maybe even like rice or paella or you know it's somewhere down that Ooh, way a paella. My
1: oh my god i quite well, like
0: the idea of paella can i
1: can i just throw something in there then just because there was yeah, that spanish theme that lee has let us down on and i feel like i have to kind of keep bringing it back time Spain and to again
0: he's let us down on this
1: oh wow Menthea. Menthia actually is one of my favourite grape varieties from Galicia, okay. and yeah. so what's nice about Menthia is that because it's from the the Galician region, which has more of the Atlantic breezes, it's cool, much cooler in terms of if you compare it to other regions of Spain, and it has these lovely mm-hmm. raspberry notes. There's this, but there's this like graphite, that minerality, savoury note. So it's really fruity, but it has this kind of earthiness that makes it really, really interesting, slightly a little bit peppery and tends to be quite yeah. medium body. The tannins are never aggressive. There are obviously different styles. Some could be a bit more oaky, but actually imagine if you were doing a wedding wine, you wouldn't probably want to go for the more super premium stuff, which is more likely to be an oak. So you're going to go for mm. the younger Menthea, which is going to be juicier and unoaked. And it's such a nice wine if it's made that way to also be chilled down a little bit. And actually, it's a great wine with things like charcuterie and such like that. So actually, again, because of the spices, nice. because of the red fruits, very nice with paella. And I just say, anyway, Menthea, it's just nice to mention it as a great variety. Because again, it's not as well known, but I love Menthea. And actually, I was drinking that yesterday, actually, but I was drinking one from Portugal. So they were calling it Jaen, J-A-E-N, just to throw you off the wonderful that joy.
0: Portuguese it does, not
1: not it? it? Yeah, but anyone who sees Giene <laughs> on the label on a Portuguese yeah. bottle that is Mencía or Mencía, Mencía.
0: Of course, Mencía, that's the variety that's very high in terpenoids, isn't it? So that's where you, that's where all that red fruit, the strawberry, the raspberry. It is what yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. That's yeah. fun, fun, fun you fact. Ha- for yeah. You. Well, I mean, there you go, you know, you you feel in my choice selection yeah i'm, to- I'm totally <laughs> i
0: totally get the vibe i'll be, I'll be purchasing um although I'm, i don't know i'll see i'll see where we get to yeah um yeah. it's it's still 18 months away i've got a bit of a wait
1: anyway i thought that 18. was quite a fun topic i just think it's in i i think a wedding I wine conversation it be it can take you so many different ways are you going value are you trying to pair with the food Men you've already done are you trying to please hundreds of guests are like you know like it's just a, I, I it is a thing that i think so many people who like wine but don't know much about wine always ask it's quite an interesting topic. i
0: totally agree no it's it's a fabulous topic thank you nini you're
1: much welcome. appreciated I love that. Did really you just call me Nini? One. Did you call me Nini on the recording? I did.
0: I for, I, for, I <laughs> forgot that I, this, is, this is a recording. <laughs> but you Everybody, never know.
1: It's a thing that Ferg <laughs> asked me one day, like, what do people call you? I was like, nobody calls me anything. You have to call me a Nina. The only people that ever call me anything different is my family. But it's like a cutesy name. And Ferg's like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's Nini. But like, and then since then... That's it, you know, and he, you know, he's become part of the family. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Ferg to the family. Anyway, that's so funny. Oh, dear. What's that Does next? That, make,
0: th- that yeah, makes me. me a Doyle,
1: right? Oh Well, you'll have to ask my dad. Why not? I mean, my parents are All very, right. very open. They love people, so why not? You just... Listen, you make wine. My dad drinks wine. You are always welcome round my dad's house. I can guarantee you that.
0: Sold. Yeah, there you uh, go. I'll 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 bring the lunettes in magnum. Um yes! or maybe some pinotage since it's uh, so.
1: You know pinotage is growing in the UK.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know why someone would plant that.
1: Um well because they are South African.
0: I uh, thought well, that would be that would be a reason to plant it I guess. But I haven't have you, have you met them?
1: Yes, but I haven't been down to the winery, so I haven't tasted it yet. So I. I oh, can't. they've
0: actually made some wine with it.
1: Yes, but it, it, I don't believe it's released yet. It was like the first harvest where there were fruits. There was like. I was invited and I didn't get to come down. And then obviously it's just, you know. So I, it's coming. It's coming, everybody, but I don't know when. I don't know whether they're going to release anything. English this year.
0: What, a, what a time to be alive, eh?
1: Oh shut up you are awful you are awful honestly i hope i hope you eat your words
0: i'm sure i will and you know what no one will be happier to eat my words than i would uh, so now <laughs> nini we come to uh the section known as the news um okay. so this is um
1: i'm pregnant with-
0: no, well, no. Well, I mean, I've just given you a 14% not, bottle of wine.
1: <laughs> mm, I'm not pregnant anymore. Mm, oh, by the way. That, ch-
0: just... <laughs> that child's not going to be okay.
1: <laughs> or maybe they'll have a beautiful love for wine and appreciation. By the way, the I want to just tell you that that glass that mm. I was talking that I thought you had, oh, yeah. it's by Kurt Joseph Zalto. So I don't know what member of the family he is. But the glasses and they're super curvy, super sexy, is called Josephine hoot as in H U T T E. So if like you were to investigate
0: that. Well not you've added in
1: an extra T. So Josephine. So J J O S E, P H I N E, Josephine, Josephine Hoot, if I'm pronouncing it right, but H U T T E.
0: Uh does the U have an upsilon over it? Or is it well, mean, What's the th- what's what's it called when it's a, it's two little dots over the top of it?
1: Yeah, it does have that. Yeah, is the answer.
0: Um, so so that's actually the German word for hut.
1: Okay, so um, Joseph Hut. There you go. Joseph Hut. But Hutt. there's some. They are some. Pre- go and check out those glasses. And everyone listening, check them out because they look. I haven't used them, but I mm. have been recommended them. And if I had the money, I would actually buy some. Because I enjoy. Talking,
0: are we mm. talking spenny here?
1: I am um, guessing that they would be setting you back probably 40-ish pound of glass as well. I mean, if they're made the same way as Zalto, and Zalto's 40 pound of glass, is they are probably going to be 40, aren't they?
0: It's a lot of buns isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. So we were going to do no, news. So what news? is what news. news
0: do you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um so what 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 we do uh usually gosh you can tell that lee is the glue that holds this podcast together Uh, i don't know i think i think it's
1: been going really well to be honest how dare you
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's just a really talented man who's just really kind and works really hard and is really good Mm. at this stuff he Uh, is by the
1: way oh we are no lee we love you you bash yourself everyone loves you you're intelligent you're wonderful and you're fantastic. Oh, by the way, and I love the way you sing and put songs together. And so I did say to Ferg that I was going to put together a song, and he said absolutely oh, yeah, I'm not. looking forward
0: to that. No, I didn't. No, you told I me I not. Said, you know, go right ahead. No, no, no I'm, I, I'm ready I for start- the song.
1: No, because I started making one up on the spot, and you were so unimpressed, then it really hurt my feelings.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, no, but, I mean, okay. We can no, talk about that it. off there, Off air. Off air. Um, off air. Off air. Yeah. No, let's talk about that song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, You sent in an article uh, which will need explaining for me because I am Trey Symbol and this is the bit where Lee educates me. It's a section I like to call Educating Fergus. (laughs) Um, So you sent me an article and it says UGA now on Chianti Classico Gran Selezione labels. What does that mean?
1: Well, basically, it's just like they have created these UGAs, which stands for additional geographical units, obviously in Italian. And it's just that they've done this incredible mapping across Chianti so obviously Mm -hmm. the Grand Seleccione category came out a little while back and it was like look you know this is our super super premium level it's the top of the tier the wine is has to be this certain quality come from you know older vines and own vines and it has to be aged for 30 years and so there's all these extra like requirements because of quality but at that level now on a label can have this additional geographic unit and the first bottles and this was put through like 2021 and it's finally now bottles that are going to be on the market you can actually see this so it's just the idea that actually understanding Chianti it's so much Mm. more than just saying Chianti Classico which we know is the original area of Chianti this is where it all started this is the history this is the best soils but actually there's so many different exposures and different types of soils and and different areas and different altitudes that express different and so they mm-hmm. have mapped it and there are 11 new ugas and so it's just one of those things that they are across eight different communes mm-hmm. so it's the idea of for anybody who's really want who likes San- the sanchovese grape who likes chianti that wants to go on a whole new journey they, it's just that kind of idea it's exciting that chianti is now going into this new territory of absolute you know specifying different areas and different styles could i tell you specifically now the difference between you know a, a rada and and glary you know, i know i don't know i would need to start you know tasting all the different maybe you
0: can now but do you think that with the introduction of these ugas that might Drive the narrative towards that.
1: Well, I think that's the point, isn't it? Like, yeah. it actually, when you now look at, if you were to actually go online, see all the different UGAs, and then start working your way through, or to do a tasting, and it's nice Tough to be gig. able to be, yeah, well, you know, but to taste mm. a few and be like, you know, how does this change? How what, what am I noticing in these? And you know, I th- but it's just it's exciting. So now that's something that they've talked about doing for for quite a while, and now it's a thing. It's happening. So that is the latest news from my side that I noticed that I thought was quite interesting. You know? Thank you
0: very much, Yanina. That was the new, some news um, <laughs> that you brought to the to the news section so i I appreciate it
1: and And anyway oh and and also just for anybody who wants chianti classico just look out for the black rooster on on the neck of the bottle that's a nice indication if you ever see that then you know what's the story uh... of
0: the black rooster i think i've heard it and i but i can't remember it
1: it was basically that the the story was that there it was uh they wanted to work out like uh, Florence and Siena it's like we we'll see the two towns they wanted to they were always arguing over territory so they decided the story was that they would um the knights from each town would set out at dawn so basically when the the um the the crow like makes a noise because it wakes up that they the knights will set off and wherever they meet and fight that basically that's where the borderline will be but basically and now oh and this is where i'm like is it florence this is where i'd have to double check the story but basically let's just say florence but we should probably double check this um they decided to starve their their crow their rooster. That's the it's called. It's a I'm black say, rooster. It was a col- I don't know what it's a cockerel, I, yeah, isn't it? It's a cockerel, but they call it a rooster. Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, so yeah. they decided to start start the rooster, and they kept it up all night so that it was basically, you know, really the minute basically the minute that it could start making noise, it did. So the night set off much earlier. So basically, it had already done the whole of Chianti before it even met with the other knight. And so that's why the Black Rooster is used. But again, is it, is it, is it Siena or is it Florence? I think, feel like it was Florence that won. So that's where I need to kind of confirm. But that is actually the story, which is a fun story, right?
0: It's a lovely story. I, I'm trying to remember. I think I heard it for the first time. Um, oh, I think it was on an online quiz that you won.
1: Oh, me! Yeah, oh yeah, I won, and then I went to Tuscany. Think,
0: <laughs> and you went to Tuscany. Yeah, no, that looked I won, like a and lot I of went to t- I, was, yeah. I was in second for quite a lot of that quiz, i like it were, You were,
1: you were. So this is sad. the Black Rooster. They call the Gallonero, so that is what it is mm-hmm. in, in Italy. And I'm just looking up now about which night won the rooster cr- the right the, i was I, I'm, I'm happy to say i was right i got a bit nervous congratulations then, was, you know so but i didn't want this going out and the four people listening to get upset and write in a complaint so uh, it was, if you it,
0: do have a complaint uh our email address is the maker and the merchant at gmail.com it's a really long email address we need to, <laughs> we need to address it um sorry for another continue. day
1: no, no, no. no. I'm um, just anyway. So it was, it was the the Florentines. They won with the black rooster. And also, if anyone wants to know, the 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 Siena the Sienese, the Sieneses, they had a white rooster. Just, I mean, this is a legend, by the way, because it it must be, because it seems quite convenient. Black rooster, white rooster. You know. Anyway, uh, but that's and that's. I'm, and that's I'm how sold. It is.
0: I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so yeah, I mean, everyone that's, just... sounds gospel to me.
1: Look out for the, the Black Rooster, and then you can try some Chianti Classico. And then, obviously, now if you want to try the UGAs, you can do. Yeah.
0: That sounds fab. Yeah. Well, what thanks,
1: news Lina. do you have? You're welcome. What news
0: do I have? Uh, I actually, I picked what on the face of it looks slightly boring. Um, oh. I picked a story about champagne yields in 2023. Mm. Um so the CIBC have limited uh, production to uh, 11,400 kilos per hectare, which is a shitload of wine to come out of a single hectare of of, that, of land. A mm-hmm.
1: um, hell, hell of a lot more means... than in England.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. So that's about 5% down on last year. Um, but what I think is quite interesting is the stuff that they're doing on... Um, so obviously if you harvest over this over this number so you take over 11,400 kilos off a hectare mm. um you get to use that you, that fruit can't go into your wines that get released that year but you get to put it into your into your reserve um and now they're saying that they're, the the are actually allowing producers to hold up to 10,000 kilos per hectare in reserve, The previous cap was 8,000. So they can effectively hold an entire vintage. If you say the entire vintage is 11,400 kilos, mm-hmm. they can hold 10,000 kilos in reserve, um, which is effectively wow. an entire vintage. And this huh. is obviously driven by climate change. You know, tough year 2021.
1: They're trying um, to compensate. You know,
0: they're trying to compensate. So it's, it's really interesting to see that central control of a region saying, okay, we're going to do this to look after climate change and to help maintain control. And I think I think the CIVC is is an almost unique uh, organization in the in the level of control that it has over the producers in the champ in the Champagne region. Um, and I found it I just found it really interesting that they're really pushing pushing down this route as a way of sort of evening out the peaks and the troughs as as our climate becomes increasingly unstable Uh, so that was fun.
1: I just want to, (laughs) to think about the amount of yields that they can produce.
0: Yeah it's a bit scary isn't it?
1: Right I don't know I'm just wondering if they can produce that amount because basically half of it is going to be left in reserve I'm just wondering what quality. That is, but then maybe if the idea is a whole load of it's going to go into reserve and that ages and then, yes, okay, Mm. you're not going to get this absolute incredible prestige juice out of it, but it's going to be probably all right as it ages, something interesting. I don't know, like.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so they're getting 21, what, twenty one four five hundred 500, something like that, 21.3, so they're getting 22 tonnes per hectare um if we you then divide that by 2.4 because a because I work in acres and <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's only a that's only yield i say only it's huge but that's a yield of around 9 tons an acre um which is big but i've seen 7 have tons have you seen bigger acre, obviously <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but i have seen i have seen Ripe and delicious crops at seven tons an acre in the UK.
1: Okay, well,
0: so I, I mean, well, it can be good for I, them.
1: Good Have for you, them. It
0: must be nice. Um, and that's but their maximum.
1: That's maximum yields ultimately as well. So yeah, yeah. people are doing lower um, yields than.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just think it, I thought I thought it was a it was a very telling article. Um, you know, on the face of it, it just, yes, it just, they're just, planning. Yeah. On the face of it, it was like, oh, they're dropping five percent, which is strange because sales are up. So you would sort of go, oh, well, okay, why? Um, but then, it's but then, the reserve.
1: Yeah,
0: it's the reserve. Um yeah. so yeah, it makes sense. And Clever they need guys. to
1: be making a lot of changes because you know they've yeah, got a plan for this quite a long way future. south there. <laughs> no and maritime. also, what's their um? What's their new eighth permitted grape called? The Vol- Voltis. That was it. Voltis.
0: Yeah, a kiwi so variety. Confused. I'm confused as to why they've chosen Voltus, because it doesn't. It ripens earlier than than the other varieties. It's not a particularly Champenoise in style the wines that come out of it from what i understand never having tried it the only yeah. thing i can think of is this is well i mean the only big thing about it is the fact that it's super resistant to powdery and downy mildew and therefore yeah fungal resistant spray. Yeah. yeah which i get but there are loads of peewees that are that have high fungal resistance So I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to know why that one
1: Is there anyone that would (laughs) know? Have you already tried to find out?
0: Yep. Um, So it's a a challenge to people out there who might know someone who knows something about champagne. Um,
1: Okay. Let us know.
0: Yeah. Let us know. All right. All right. Is there
1: any more news?
0: That is the news. Um
1: Dam Dum, dum damn. Oh sorry, I don't know. I don't know what your theme tune is. Bum bum uh, da, da bum.
0: Boom. Nice. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed having you having you along. It's my co-host. Um rest assured, uh, once HR have finished dealing with uh Mr. Isaacs, I'm sure he'll be allowed back on. Uh hopefully for, for our episode in two weeks time. Um, but <laughs> in the meantime, Janina, thank you so much for coming on and for stepping into, in,
1: in,
0: into cover um, more than ably, And thank you for carrying me through whilst I flounder my way through I think I did the
1: same, but I have to say, I quite like the wine you gave me. So, it's, and actually, I swear oh, it's getting good. better. Must be the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, so it's, it's, it's a pretty good wine. I, we need to let's find out and put in the show notes where people can get this wine, or even if it's on a different vintage now. At least you know it's. I, I think it's a well-made wine. So, if people are interested. Nice. It'd be, be, I would like to know the price. So we should look it up. And anyway, anyone who's listening and got this far, first of all, to the end of the episode, well done, you. And then, second of all, have a look (laughs) at the show notes and see where you can get this wine. Why not? I'm really enjoying it. It's good. It's yummy.
0: Nice. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. I will see you. When when are you next down at the winery? Are you down soon?
1: Not this week. Next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday.
0: That's quite a lot of Yanina.
1: A lot of get 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 ready, but you haven't got me for this week. So three days. Yeah, that's right.
0: Three whole days. Good.
1: (laughs) Yay! See you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.